In this episode, you're going to get a couple of bits of insight on how I build my team, how I approach it, and how I think about it, and how to incentivize the team so that they, they perform for you and they also get something out of the job. It's a new approach to thinking about how to actually work with artisans and artists that are going to help fuel your career. The thing that I've gained from having the team is that there are no more limits to the dreams that I can have in terms of making things. It's a dream come true to be able to say, okay, what are the furthest things that I can imagine? And then to be able to hand those things over to a team of people that then help me execute. I mean, it's the most liberating thing for, for an artist. As an artist, you're gonna get a lot of people who wanna work for you that are also artists. So inherently they have their own careers and their own goals. Here, I'm looking for people that are ambitious, who don't wanna be here for the rest of their lives. They wanna come here, learn and grow themselves, almost like an incubator. Because you can imagine that it's very difficult for people to come here and put aside their ego, you could call it, right? Because they have their work, they have their ambitions, to then fuel your career. That's a very tricky thing to manage after a long period of time. The only way that I have found for that to not be a challenge is by giving back to them as artists. Because a lot of times I see their work and I, and I can see some nuggets of something interesting going on in their work. So I already know that they have the talents, the, 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 the stuff that you need is already there. So in good company, the nonprofit, these sort of things where I give back to the people who are working for me, it creates this symbiotic relationship. So I believe heavily in everybody that works here and I believe that the limits are, it's unlimited. There are certain people that you're just, you just allow them to be smarter than you. <laughs> and that's what I'm starting to also get with the team members is that they all bring something that I don't have anymore. That I, you know, I can't be the engineer, I can't be the, the, the colorist, I can't be all of those things. Everyone here brings a level of expertise and a mastery of, of materials and, and, and uh, making sculpture that has completely blown the doors open for me. Now we're really at the point where we're trying to scale the studio, where you know we're gonna take on larger projects and that means a whole different set of problems that start to occur. There are logistical things that when you're just you know kind of flailing about, you don't think about. But as you start to scale and you need to start thinking about the efficiency of your team, you need to analyze every single aspect of the work and the studio and the workflow to get the place to scale properly. Because if you all of a sudden grow 50% in one year, but one, you don't have the space, you don't have the inventory, you don't have the place to, to put human bodies and work inside of a space and have it be fluid and efficient, you're gonna run into a massive amount of problems. Ideally, I can step back and really just drive the creative side of the studio and the sort of vision for the studio in terms of the way I would like to grow it but not have to worry about the day-to-day, -day, like, oh, where can we source this material? Or, oh, are we getting a good price on this resin? Or, oh, are we that? Those types of things need to be eliminated. But that's, that's definitely one of the biggest challenges and something that keeps, keeps coming up and will probably keep coming up. Because from what I understand, from people who run multi-million dollar establishments to small operations, everyone's dealing with that. The magic is in the people that you hire. 
Number one, we got Chris behind the scenes that's, you know, front-facing with the clients. Yasmin that basically helps him, office manager, she puts everything together for us. On the floor, on the studio floor, we have Dante, manager, Ian, lead fabricator, Amanda, lead sculptor. Then we have Bailey, Mel, and we have Frida as our finisher. And then of course, now we have FMS Media, comprised of Benjamin and Mika. Then of course we've got me, who's supposed to be the creative director, CEO, HR. <laughs> that's all I do, I come to work and I put out fires, that's all really I can do. And I do a lot of emailing. Do I have the capacity to run a larger studio than I do now? I'm not sure. But can I find the right people to help me grow to that scale? I don't think small scale ever. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty large. And then part of it for me now is not only growing the sculptural side of things, but growing the content side of things. And so that side, the media side of what we're trying to do, I'm not sure that there is a limit to the scale that we can grow. Nailed it! <laughs> Just kidding. Now, nah, nah, time I was fucking around.